Hello and welcome. This is Jill Wigmore Welsh here from Reading in Berkshire, UK. It's another beautiful day. The kites are out flying overhead. It's June 2023. And yesterday I did part of a recording for you, which is the first part of an Alexander Yanai lesson, which is called Four Points. And I will put a link in the um, description of the podcast below this. So that if what you want to do is to go to the podcast that I put up yesterday and work through the sequences that are already done for you, as it were, um, then, you, then you can find that easily. And I will also um, put some links if you're interested in having a conversation with me about studying any of this work. If you're a clinician, you might like to learn some of this work to put into practice with your clients. Uh, if you're somebody who's just interested in your own personal development, then uh, send me a message because I'm beginning to start to run uh, personal development training courses, uh, which are via webcam. So you can have the opportunity to come and train with me wherever, from wherever you are in the world. So this lesson is a lesson. It's not designed to be a medical treatment. It's an exploration. If you have any health problems that you're concerned about, if you have any constraints, uh, to do with your movement and you're not sure if moving and doing something like this is okay with you, make sure you consult your physician to ensure that it is all right. Because as far as I'm concerned, you're listening to this podcast, you're trying this out for yourself. But what I wouldn't want to have happen is that you thought this was in some way, shape or form a treatment. It's not. These are personal development explorations and when Moshe Feldenkrais actually designed all of these, he was way ahead of his time. And even today, a lot of people don't understand this work at all. It is very much, um, I suppose, if we think of neuroscience, today's neuroscience, we're thinking of the study of the brain. And many problems that we used to think about as being perhaps part of our body system, we're beginning to start to think about more well, what actually is happening in our brain, not in our mind. So we're not talking psychology. What's actually happening in the brain? What's happening? What's firing? What are the little areas that you'd see lighting up if what you did was to do um, a, a scan of the brain while someone was moving? And most people will have seen that on some documentary or other. Might even be you've experienced it for yourself. You've had a MRI, CT scan or something similar. But if you actually have seen documentaries, you'll see how you can have different areas of the brain that are lighting up, showing that there's activity going on. And we know that when you move, you use certain pathways and that we develop habits and patterns. We're fantastic. Humans are amazing at uh, creating habits and patterns. But sometimes what actually happens is that those habits become our chains, they bind us to always doing the things the same way because our habits are so familiar. So without more ado, I'm going to jump in. Now, on the start of the lesson, uh, which I put up yesterday, I did suggest that um, you think about the equipment you're going to need. Now, this lesson is partly, the beginning of it is partly done in kneeling. Um, so you might, if you're going to be doing this on the floor, you might want a nice thick mat, you might want to put some padding down, you might want to put extra pillow, extra pillows around, 
So get all your props together, make sure that you're going to feel comfortable. And if you haven't got those props, then you can always stop this recording and go and get them. So get everything laid out. Uh, make sure you're not going to be disturbed. Make sure the dog's not going to come jump on, jump on you and the phone's not going to ring. And then what I'd like you to do is actually to come up into standing. And just stand and, and feel what it's like to stand. Um, just be aware of how you're standing. You may find that if you close your eyes, you can go inside yourself a little bit more easily. You cut off that input that's coming in through your eyes. The visual sense is very dominant in humans. If you close your eyes, sometimes it's a lot easier to sense what's happening inside of you. You can pick up on that feeling of proprioception and awareness of your feelings of warmth and cold and pressure underneath your feet. So allow yourself to bring your attention to that standing and notice, just notice what it's like. Do you have your weight on one side, on the other side? If one foot's more in front of the other, maybe just take a couple of steps, just have a little potter. See how you feel with your body in general. I like people to have some kind of benchmark because at the beginning of a lesson, um, if you don't know what it was like at the start, it's like an objective measure. You know, when you want to do some research, you, you do an objective measure to find out, well, how are things today? And this is, this is your subjective your self-score of how your body is feeling. So the level and degree um, at which you would be able to say how much you can feel your body depends on how much you do this work. And the more you practice this, um, the better you get, actually, at sensing and feeling inside your body. And that's one of the reasons I like using this work when I'm working with people who have somatic body manifestations of um, health issues, problems like sleep problems, pain problems, um, fatigue problems, energy problems, uh, anything like that where you get really tired, um, gut problems, migraines, uh, any of those kinds of issues where you get a sense in your body that something's not okay. So any of these movement lessons are also helpful for people who have any of these kinds of manifestations. And again, not as, not as a treatment, but really to become more aware, more aware, and have that, oh, I didn't realize I was doing that. Whoa, that's interesting moment. Uh, because ultimately that gives you more control. And I think most of us like to be a bit in control. I think most of us like to be a lot in control. I think most of us like to think we're a lot more in control of our lives than we really are. However, there are some things that you can learn to do. So without more ado, let's jump in. So yesterday, we started the first bit of the lesson. We got about more, a bit more than halfway through, but we'll, we'll carry on. So the lesson had actually started off uh, with you on your hands and knees. Um, and then in the rest periods, I was suggesting that you roll over onto your back and lie with your knees bent up or legs straight. So start on the floor. So get yourself down on the floor and if it's going to take you a few minutes or moments, seconds to get yourself organized, you can stop this recording and you can get yourself comfortable. You can look and see when that start point was and then if you want to see the lesson again, you can, um, you can jump straight back in and start. And as usual, I've put my nice cup of tea just out of reach, which I might 
I might get in a second. Anyway, let's just jump into the lesson. So as you're lying on the floor there, make sure that first of all you check in and think about your body. Is it comfy? Do you need to put something under those knees? Do it now if you feel, oh, actually, I should have done Oh, this pillow isn't comfy. Get more comfy. So when you're lying on your back there, just as a continuation from the lesson that we did the, the other day, I want you to think about the possibility of thinking. So these are Moshe's words. Let's use the possibility of thinking. It's difficult to do many large movements quickly when the temperature is very hot. So imagine if you're outside and it's real scorchio day. You've got this climate change now. You've got this really hot roasting day. Imagine how easy it is to do really fast movements. It's difficult to do many large movements quickly when the temperature is hot. So yeah, let's use the possibility of imagination instead. Okay? So roll over uh, from your lying on your back and come up onto your hands and knees. And make sure as you're on your hands and knees, you've got an awareness of the four points under each hand and under each knee. Um, if you are going to be kneeling, this is where you might want to actually put something under your knees, up to you. So in this configuration on your hands and knees, with these four points of support, I, I want you to think about, um, just think about how you could come down into sitting and to, through turning to your right with one movement. Now the beginning part of the lesson yesterday, we explored this. So if what you're doing is your hands and knees and you're thinking, how do I come to sit down from this position? I can't really get this. Then go back and do that beginning part of the lesson again. If you did the beginning part of the lesson yesterday, you'll understand where we got to. When you were thinking about sliding one foot closer to the other and turning your pelvis and coming down to rest on one hip and maybe moving your hands a little bit. So what you're doing now then is, instead of actually doing the activity, you're using the possibility of imagination. And to give you a tip here, Oshie Feldenkrais was very interested in um, hypnosis. He was very interested and translated some of the work of a very famous hypnotist. Um, so when he's using things like the power of imagination, He's actually tapping into elements of work that we do now, which is involved in something called graded motor imagery, the management of chronic pain. And this is why I say he was doing this in the 1980s. He was well ahead of his time. So in your imagination, imagine turning to your right and one movement. Your left leg would bend and you orient, you turn to your right. And you're going to actually think about how you turn yourself. So your left leg will have to bend. Your left foot will actually have to come closer um, to towards the right foot so that you can actually sort of come down eventually or towards that outside of that leg. So I want you to turn to your right in your imagination in one movement. Your left leg bends, you orientate to your right. 
And as you're thinking this, close your eyes, and in your thinking, start to make 20 fast movements. This is just thinking about it. So 20 rapid movements, however rapid rapid is for you. And everybody moves at a different rate and pace and scale. So for some people, fast is going to be one, two, three, four. And for other people, it's going to be one, two. And for other people, it's going to be one. So just see what your own natural pace is, whatever it is. Close your eyes and in your thinking, start making 20 fast movements. And count 20 rapid movements. And don't actually do it. Make only one movement to the right. So actually just make one movement to the right and then come back and then sync the rest. And without, while thinking, you can improve the speed of your legs, the movement of your hands and the lifting of your pelvis. So again, if you've gone back to that lesson that we did yesterday, we'd already talked you through how to actually get down to sit onto your left hip, bringing yourself down to sit onto one side. Now, as you're in the same configuration on your hands and knees, I want you to, to keep up this activity of closing your eyes and doing the movements in your mind, counting the 20 movements. And, and then what I want you to do is just to do one movement of coming down towards turning to your right, still on your knees, but actually allowing your left foot to slide towards your right foot and you're actually sinking down a little bit as if you're going to sit on that pelvis, but you're turning your pelvis, your pelvis is turning to the right. And pay attention while you're thinking to what is interfering with the movement. Where isn't the movement smooth? In other words, where during the movement is it not smooth? Is it that the start of it isn't a smooth start and then it continues being starts, continues being um, smooth? Is it that you jerk buh, 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 as you move? Is it that you get stuck? Uh, is it that you can only move at a certain pace? You may have a movement um, impairment, for want of a better way of describing it. Um, you may have a neurological condition, and it might be that you discover something about the way that you, your system is, your, your brain and nervous system are, are configuring your movement. So pay attention to where you hold your breath, how your legs go, where do they go, and close. You can keep your eyes closed and imagine each movement 20 times. And then when you've done enough of that, you can shift and you can think of doing it to the other side and turning to face the left. So this time you're still in this configuration of four points, knees and hands on the floor. Hands not losing contact, knees are not. But you're turning yourself to look to the left. But you're actually doing the movement in your imagination. If you want to, you can do one, but then all the other movements you do in the imagination. So you're now using the power of your ability to be able to use your thinking, and you will be firing off those same pathways in your brain. We know that from research now. Moshe knew it because he instinctively knew it. He'd done lots of other research, and there were other um, researchers that were doing work in this area. So paying attention and attend to the important detail of listening to your whole body while thinking about the movement. I'll say that again. Attend to the important detail of listening to your whole body 
while thinking about the movement. You don't know what to do if you don't listen to your whole body. You must listen to your spine, your pelvis, and all four limbs. So just try shifting from side to side now once, so you're, you're turning towards the left and you're turning towards the right. Now what I'd like you to do is to actually just do that maybe in your imagination and then with your eyes open, just, just do it real time, feel what it's like. And then come onto your back and lie down and rest. And I always suggest that people stop the recording at this point if they want to, because different people take different amounts of time to roll over onto their back, get comfortable and start again. And you might have only just managed to get onto your back when I say, okay, roll over. So you can always stop the recording at this point, get yourself comfortable, take as long as you want to, and then roll over onto your hands and knees onto these four points and do it again. Or you can continue in your imagination if you want to. You can do the whole of all of these lessons in your imagination. Amazing impact that that has on the way that your brain is working. So back onto these four points with your hands on the fronts, the fronts of your feet are resting on the floor. Her hands, knees, fronts of legs. Actually, not thighs, obviously, because you'd be flat. You're kneeling with your hands on the floor. So bend your right leg so that it lies on the floor. And then I want you to do, to lengthen it. So lengthen your right leg as it lies on the floor. So you're going to keep the leg in contact with the floor. And ask yourself if you can actually just extend that leg. All right. And then when you find how much you can extend it, you can remain with your leg extended. And this is the tricky bit. Put your left hand, so right leg is out behind you, left hand on top of your head. So now you're going to have to balance. So therefore, if you find this is tricky and you think, oh, I can't see a way I can do this, find a bit of a halfway house. So even if you just straighten that leg out just a little bit, in other words, just move it a little bit back from that point of contact. So don't worry too much about trying to straighten it. You might find you hold your breath the whole time if you do. Let's see how you go. Just do a little bit. And if it's too tricky to even think of doing that, just leave the knees in contact now. But put your left hand on top of your head. And begin turning your head in circles. So you're actually turning it in circles, almost around itself. With your hand on top of your head, you're going to be taking a lot of weight on your right arm and your right hand and your left foot as you make circles with your head. You're not going to sit back on your bottom. You're actually just turning your head. Okay, round it goes. And be sure that your left hand is on top of your head and not behind it. You can make as small or as big circles as you like. I would prefer if you started small. Notice if you can breathe. And then when you've gone around in one direction, change directions and make the circles in the other direction. Okay, so you're circling the other direction. And then when you've done enough of those and you think, well, I've done quite enough of that now, thank you. Put your hands back to its place as one of your four points for support, probably, if you can, close to where it was originally. 
And then I want you to think about, if your leg is still extended, I want you just to think of lifting your pelvis while you keep your right leg extended. Alright, so you're on your hands and knees, but you're just lifting your pelvis while you keep that right leg extended. Again, if it's difficult for you to do that, just don't worry too much, just have the knee bent. If you can keep it long, as it returns to its place, so you return a straight leg back to its place. So this is this is a constraint. So you you're going to have to lift your pelvis quite high actually in this lesson and backwards your straight leg to resume its work as a fourth point of support if, if this is going to work for you. So just play, don't get too frustrated. Sometimes it can be frustrating in lessons if you just don't seem to be able to work out how to do it. Just take time, just go with the flow. Next, I want you to lift your pelvis high in the air. And then I want you to turn to sit with your right leg straight. Okay, so if you are on your hands and knees to start off with on these four points, you've extended your right leg over behind you, you're lifting your pelvis, you're now going to turn to your right and see if you can think about sitting with your right leg straight. This is a very strange configuration, isn't it? Only do what you can do if it's easy. Your hands stay on the floor. So and think about keeping yourself breathing through the movement rather than holding your breath. So you lift your pelvis high in the air. You bring your right leg back to a place while it's straight. Essentially, it needs to be quite simple. So you have to have quite a lot of contact with the other three points. Notice if the contact is varying. Notice if all your weight is on your knee, your left knee, or whether actually you've still got weight on your hands. Notice what the difference is if you shift your weight from your hands to your knee. Notice what it's like if all your weight is on that left knee. And then bring your weight forward and maybe notice what it's like it's on your hands as you try and do this turning. Okay? So it... it might be difficult um, if your weight isn't evenly distributed. The movement becomes more impossible um, the moment you place your hands too far away from you or too wide. So there's an optimal place for those hands to be. And it might not be the place that you chose to put your hands. So explore. Find out where that place could be. And then leave it alone and have a rest and if you want to lie down on your back after all this trying to work out how to do all this straightening the leg and lifting then that's great fine just go with the flow you can turn onto your back and again remember you can always stop the lesson and just listen to the rest of it or you can just do it in your imagination so if you're having a rest do exactly as happened before take your time start again when you want to turn this off come back start again and then come back into this position of being on your four points, hands and knees with the fronts of your legs in contact with the floor. Um, and then you're going to stride away um, with your left leg. You're going to do the same thing on the other side. You're going to extend your left leg and think about coming down to sit. All right, you're going to come down and sit onto your right, the right side of your pelvis, so you're turning. And then you can put that free hand, um, the left hand on the top of your head, and you can 
um, you can oh sorry right hand this time is now you can move your head around in circles one way and then the other um, and you can change the directions whenever you want to small or as big and you'll find that some directions it's easier for you to move your head in some directions than others you'll find that that in some directions it's really difficult and some it just seems to fit with everything so be sure you keep your hand on the top of your head not behind it so ash is resting on the top of your head and now return your hand to the floor and this time just as you have your hands down i want you just to leave in that legs extended see if you can actually sit down onto the floor onto your onto your right hip and in your imagination in your in your imagination you're thinking imagine getting up with a straight left leg um, and going back into this kneeling configuration it's not getting up into standing it's actually getting back up onto this kneeling position so imagine getting up and returning to sitting 10 times so you're going down onto that right side of your pelvis the outside of the right leg and your left leg is straight and then you're coming back and you're coming back to this four points again sit up and down in your imagination and then if you want to and you think yeah i think i could do this you could actually have a go at doing it yourself now if this is almost impossible for you to do you could get some blocks have some high blocks so you're actually just sitting onto a block tiny you know raised block maybe um 20 15 20 centimeters high depending on your height and you can just sit down onto that and then come back up again just to the one side and then the other as you practice this, you will find it will get easier. Things will start to click. So while you're thinking, pay attention to where you make unnecessary efforts in your shoulders, where you hold your breath, where these little constraints come in that stop you from moving, where you contract the muscles. And those are what we would call parasitic movements. In other words, they're getting in the way. They're actually interfering with what it is that you want to do, like a parasite would drain you. So a parasite, a parasitic movement is draining you of energy, right? So accurately monitor what you're doing while you're thinking. Because what you're wanting to do is make the movement feel better, simpler and easier. So therefore, if you struggle, you're not, you're not learning how to do that. You're learning how to make things more difficult for yourself. And then come and lie on your back again and have another rest. And again, as long as you want to. Stop the recording, just lie there, feel your body, sense yourself. Lie with your knees bent up or straight, whatever you want to do. You can curl up into a corner, into a little ball, and you can just lie there and sleep if you want to. You can stay awake and listen to the rest of the lesson. Do what you want to do, you're in charge, you make the choices. You're responsible for the outcome, not me. You're responsible for what it is that you do when you listen to lessons. And then return to all four points of support and bend your right leg again that's extended away and sit so you're going to sit on your left side of your hip you're turning to the right i return to your four points and then bend your left leg and sit so you might want to straighten it a little bit and then sit and then you might want to go back and do the movement we did at the very beginning of the lesson the first lesson where you slide your leg in towards the other foot if you didn't do it you can go and do the other first part again and you'll know what i'm talking about how does it feel now 
Has it become easier to do this sitting down onto one hip than it was in the beginning when we first started? That's way back at the beginning of the four points lesson. Pay attention if you can do it more simply and easily. So beautiful thought, make the movements simple, effortless. Achieving what it is that you want to do, there's a life lesson there, isn't there? Can you sit with simple life, light movement? Hmm. Can you get what you want in life with just simple, light activity? Not too much struggle. Sounds wonderful. I was talking to a Zen priest the other day, and he was saying there's too much suffering. Why is there this struggle? It makes you think, doesn't it? Now we're going to do perhaps some, Moshe is saying, we're going to do a little bit more of a difficult thing. Um, if you were in a group, what you could do is just slowly sit down and come back up. If you do this lesson with other people, you could watch and have a look and see how other people were doing it. How people are attempting to do this movement. Um, if you're in a group, you could look at the people either side of you. And what you'll find is that when you're learning a whole movement, what you'll find is that if you're actually moving almost like a, a group, it's an orchestrated fashion. There's something about moving in a group of people, dancing in a group, an orchestrated movement, that somehow makes it easier because you're looking at the flow of a whole pattern of movement. When you're doing a lesson like this on your own, sometimes it can be a challenge because you can't sort of catch how other people are moving out of the corner of your eye. When I did my Feldenkrais training originally, um, there, there were about 70 people in the room and I've been on trainings sort of similar postgraduate trainings if you like similar numbers I've run um, I've taught lessons in um, conferences where there are several hundreds of people and people are all doing the movement together and you see the movement out of the corner of your eye as people are moving it's like drumming it's like playing in an orchestra you are part of that flow if you were to be doing this with a group or a few other people, you'd, you wouldn't talk to them. You know, it's there's noise when you talk and the movement becomes less simultaneous. Um, and, and some people, when you're in a group, you can see some people are actually able to just pick up and move like a dance with each other. And there are others who just can't. They just can't do it. Can't just... You don't look at your neighbours. You just sense what's happening um, and if you're being a very strong individual so in other words you're saying I am doing this completely by myself it's more difficult to work together as a group and again there's lessons to be learned from this in terms of teamwork how much you like to do teamwork how, like, how much you like to work on your own etc um, so enjoy doing that and if you're not actually in a group, you might actually decide that you want to do this lesson with a few other people. You could gather a few people together in a, in a room, in a house, um, and you could all be working together on some of these lessons, as it would be great. And then you can let me know how it goes. I'll put a link in the, connection, in the um, uh, description below, and you can send me a message if what you do is you actually do this lesson with three or four other people, and you actually have a look around and see how it feels. I'd love to hear from you. And then maybe we could meet up online and I could lead you through a lesson, a group of you. That would be fantastic.
Now, learn your back again. Now, for those of you who haven't done the first part of the lesson, this bit's going to be a challenge because what I'm wanting you to do is to go back and right to the very beginning where we started, which of course you missed out on, and just think about everything you did. Think all the way from the beginning of the movements that you did. So you're running through this now in your imagination, step by step, step by step, step by step, you're creating those patterns and you're doing this and it's your brain, your brain is firing off. If we were to put you in a scanner and look at what was happening, there'd be lots of activity going on in your brain right now. And when you're ready, come back so you're actually on your four points as you did before. And then just start lifting your right hand and your left leg from the floor and return. Just a little lift. This was part of the beginning of the lesson. If you remember, we started lifting one hand and then the other, and then one leg and then the other leg and then diagonal. So just lifting your right hand and your left leg from the floor and returning is any easier now than when you first started. Might encourage you to go back and do the beginning of the lesson. Then lift your left hand and your right leg from the floor. Return to your four points. Begin lifting your right hand and right leg from the floor. Back to four points and begin lifting your left hand and left leg from the floor. And then you can next lift both hands from the floor and return. And finally, lifting both feet from the floor and returning. How do those four points underneath you feel now? Your hands and your knees, the points where you are resting. Now, if you remember, we also, in the beginning part of the lesson, I said you could actually lift both legs off the floor. It was like a hop. But if you're not sure, then, as I say, go back and do the first part of that lesson again. The first lesson is probably about similar length to this. Uh, Moshe Feldenkrais, when he designed his lessons, they were quite long. So if you'd like to um, roll over and sit down onto one hip, get back up into standing in whichever way you want to, safely and kindly to yourself, notice now what it feels like when you make this contact with the floor. Notice what it's like under your feet. Notice your connection to your body. Just notice what it feels like to take a step. How aware of your body are you now? And remember, if you have any ache or pain after doing lessons, actually you did too much. And if you felt pain during the lesson, you're definitely doing too much because you're outside of that comfort zone. So always work within that easy area. Otherwise, you'll get scared of moving and using your body. So when you're up on your feet and you're moving around, I want you to take some of the essence of something that you learned today into the rest of the day. So that's me signing off. That's the end of the lesson. As I say, I will be putting a link up in the comments below. I'd love to hear from you and hear how you get on. Um, if you want to know more, I will be putting up more recordings. And from Reading in Berkshire, this is Jill. Wigmore Welsh wishing you a fantastic day. It's beautiful here in the UK. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. It's just lovely. It's in the morning and it's a lovely day. And I wish you lots of love. I wish you joy. And I will look forward to speaking to you again another day. Take care. Bye bye.